Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Anacon Chelsea podcast with me, your host, Jan, fondly enough. Uh, I'd like to say, I hope you're well, but I know you're probably not because Chelsea FC are in turmoil, guys. Sorry in, sorry out, shake it all about what's going on at our club. Um, today I have recurring guests, Jimmy and Andy, back on the pod from the Attacking 2 podcast. I've done a bunch of stuff with them before. We talk about hierarchy issues, coach issues, player issues... All that Chelsea Football Club. Um, yeah, it's interesting, so I hope you guys enjoy it and let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming to the podcast, Jimmy and Andy from The Attacking 2. Um, a bit of a difficult episode today because there's a lot of drama and disharmony between, uh, well, within the Chelsea fan base at the moment. But uh, guys, thanks for joining me on the podcast. How are you both doing? Well, Jimmy, <laughs> okay, thank you. So we've got we've got tears there from uh, from Jimmy, but yeah, thanks. Come on, guys. What I want to what I want to do is I want to get both your thoughts on the current situation of the club and with Sari and the players, and we can talk about the fans and all that later. Although I don't actually think there's that much of an issue. I think fans, Andy, you take it. Yeah, well, we'll go forward. I'll I'll state was my opinion as we as we um as we go through it, but to, just to preface this episode, I want to just talk about my thoughts before I hand it over to you boys and get get um, your th- your feelings on it. So, I think there's a big problem at Chelsea at the moment, and we've spoken about it for a while. Um, it's a hierarchical thing. There's like, Marina Granoskaya might be great at negotiating deals and being a sort of the iron lady at the head of Chelsea. But as long as um, we don't have a technical slash sporting slash football director or director of football, someone to maintain a sort of recurring theme, context, philosophy at the club, um, as long as that's not in place, the recurring, the disposable manager um, model, I don't think will work anymore, certainly in today's football and how the league is. So we're stuck between a rock and a hard place with Sarri because we've had these results that... If they didn't all come in a quick succession, if you looked at where he was in terms of targets, there wouldn't be issues with his performance. And it's the bad results coming in a quick succession with poor player performances. Um, so I want to get I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. So starting, I'll start with you, Andy. Do you think <laughs> to give you the big question? Okay, do you think we should sack Sari? whether it's the, the mid-season or the end of the season, do you think we should stay with him? And do you think the problem of not having that sort of figurehead of footballing philosophy, say a, football, a director of football, is the main priority? Um, and would you look to get one of the, uh, a figurehead in like that before addressing the manager? Difficult question because there's many ways to answer it. Um I would go down the route of saying, is there any chance that our club will all of a sudden within a year or so or within half a year uh, till the uh, summer transfer window turn itself completely upside down, um, make appointments in positions we clearly need appointment, appointments in and you've said it, um, footballing director, um, maybe a replacement for for Marina or maybe her in a different role mm. or uh, um, 
be a new club boss. Who knows what, what Roman is up to? Mm-hmm. Um, is there any chance of that being the case in half a year time? I don't think so. So um, as a result of it, um, that Sari is not going to be equipped with all the things he needs in order to get success. Um, there is, of course, the question for me, um, well, if Sari can't be uh, successful with the tools provided to him, why not appoint another manager who can be successful with the tools provided to him? Mm. Uh, success, successful meaning not challenging for the league because I think it's it's gone way beyond the point of of us challenging for anything, not only to, um, for this season, mm-hmm. also for the next one or two seasons. Because um, I think metaphorically you could say um, it is kind of like in school. Um, we've always had like the genius managers, like the genius sitting next to you who doesn't learn for any test but still always gets the best grade mm-hmm. because we have the f- financial resources to be that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But as of today, when you look to Manchester City, Pep Guardiola is a genius. He has all the tools and he learns for his test as well. Like mm. he has all the tools perfectly assembled uh, sitting next to him and he just can handpick what he wants to do. And we just don't have the comfort. So when you have a genius sitting next to you who is also um, always in the best possible shape and the best possible way um like he, he he does always know what he wants to do mm-hmm. and you kind of depend on always have a genius thought to to get it right it is not um a system that can be successful on the long term maybe on the short term maybe winning a cup here and there but not okay. with, uh, um, challenging these kind of clubs so um short answer to your question I think um, with the situation provided to us, uh, a change in the managerial position would be needed to get us back on track. Okay. Well, Jimmy, but I, I want to pick again with both of you in a bit about Sari and the, something you said earlier about the tools he's got and his capabilities or capacity to perform. But Jimmy, but I want to pose the same question to you. But when I say also addressing the the, the hierarchy in terms of director of football and stuff that might have to come with taking a hit maybe you know saying look we've got Sari in we do want this football um he's he is a sort of yes man he's not going to kick up can we take a hit for 18 months and get these people in and actually build from him or are you in agreement with uh with Andy it's this is such a difficult situation that I really would rather not have to think about you know <laughs> yes this is something which the club should be thinking about not us fans mm-hmm. and it's sad that often uh, the insight by some of the fans on twitter for example or the other social media is actually more sensible has more of a let's say um seems to have more thought processes in it than you'd yeah. expect from the board um where I stand on Twitter, uh, on Twitter, so <laughs> where I stand on on Maurizio Sarri is pretty much as I already explained in my video yesterday. Sorry for the um, cheeky plug, but <laughs> it's more or less, you know, I don't want to have him out because I just, as uh, for example, Lewis from Hundred Percent Chelsea said, what was the point if we kick him out now? What is the point of starting this whole process of 
a new philosophy, et cetera, et cetera, if we're going to kick him out after six months. It makes no sense. Mm. And there are no good options out there. I mean, Leonard Slutsky or whatever. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, come on. (laughs) So there are no better choices. People are, you know, before before Sorry came in, there were people raving about Laurent Blanc not coming, not to here for him to come in because he's racist, etc. And we want Sorry Ball. Now the same people were saying, yeah, let's get Laurent Blanc in. It's it's you know, it's so short term everything, so short sighted. People forget far too easily why one doesn't want Laurent Blanc, and we shouldn't just settle. Oh yeah, he seems better than Sorry. Let's get him in. That just epitomizes this whole short-term-ism that mm-hmm. we have developed at the club since the 15-16 season, it's all gone to hell. Mm-hmm. And we have to... I, I believe we should stick with Sorry for now and just see where we go with it. I mean, I would like the board to come out to... Well, not openly, but go to Sari and tell him, you have to change things. You have to play Hudson Odoi. Because... I no longer believe that this is something that's going, uh, you know, is coming from the club. This is something purely from uh, Maurizio Sarri that he doesn't want to play Hudson Odoi. And all these comments with him, you know, not liking Alonso or Emerson, he's still persisting with Alonso. He's not playing Emerson. He wasn't even in the squad yesterday. And then his in game management and team selection are just. Yeah, you know, it makes true. it very hard. It makes it very hard to defend him. And I've come to a point where I say, you know, I don't. I wouldn't even be mad if he gets a sack, but I'm not going to openly say I want him sacked. Mm. So okay. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. yeah. All right. So just before we move on to that kind of stuff in that in that those conversations. Yeah, I know it's a bit much. Sorry, but no, 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 no. That's all right. Breathing yeah, out. <laughs> I, I understand. The, the, I think we're in agreement before we discuss uh, Sarge's performances and perhaps inflexibility and stuff. Um, also, we don't know what the club are thinking. They're, um, they're well-paid professionals about they know, that know about... You know, it's, it's a knee-jerk reaction to say the fans will say they know nothing about football. I'm sure there's a lot of people on the board that aren't football people, but there's, but there's consultants that Chelsea will be using. And I'm sure they've addressed the idea and looked at successful models of the sporting director and stuff, and they've got it well within um or you know in their heads but they might have approached someone or they're wary of approaching someone the the issue is we don't know we don't know anything we don't know the intentions of Chelsea Football Club no one ever has it's um I, I think it's um Marco on Twitter gate 17 Marco I think it was him Mark War um I can't remember coined the term glorious unpredictability for Chelsea um so no one knows what what's going on whenever but I think everyone can come into agreement that it's evident we do lack this structure. When, like, pundits on football shows are starting to bring it up, they're usually about, you know, 18 months late to the party, <laughs> you know, when they start having the sort of revelation, you know. People have only just started saying, yeah, I don't think Alonso should be playing left-back for Chelsea. Um, you know, when us fans, we had been saying it for a long time. But um, So we're all in agreement we do need that structure. But, but moving on to Sari. And I want to pick up something that you said, Jimmy. The club forcing an instruction upon him. Now, I think that's an easy thing to sort of say as fans or speculate they should do. But if that happens at Chelsea, if that was something that we did, then obviously that's undermining the coach hugely. And um, I feel that there's a huge danger there. If we did that to a coach even once, I mean, we didn't 
people Man United weren't doing it with Jose. Look what he benched Pogba. Look at Pogba now. Obviously that was the wrong decision and that was like a poison within the club. But if 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 um potential suitors or anyone from the outside looking in looks at oh yeah, Chelsea, you can be the coach there, but they'll tell you what to do. Suddenly that undermines the coach and just makes the club look a bit crap, don't you think? Jimmy? That is... I, I understand where you're coming from with that, yes. Uh, but the thing is, one should always uh, differentiate here. When a coach comes in and is having a hard time acclimatising to the league and has troubles with the squad for whatever reasons there are most predominantly at Chelsea it's because of player power then mm. the club you know maybe the club uh, getting engaged in all of this will actually then end up helping Sarri even if he doesn't like it initially because it, it clearly and I, I say this uh, without wanting to hate on him but he clearly is out of his depth right now mm. let's face it he really is and if he needs help to get back onto the you know the right path then maybe the board has to do it but we don't have that because as you mentioned already no director football blah blah and mm. that, that I mean we this is these Support, are really really yeah. worrying times I mean you you look at man united and when they changed jose they had the the, the squad although people were making fun of them they have the squad to just immediately turn things around even if a new manager comes in i can guarantee you that that won't turn things around long term it won't and that's the problem because people just think short term and oh yeah just kick the manager out everything's going to be good you know it's it's ridiculous it has to stop now no it doesn't because you know it worked for a for a period of time Mm. now we've reached a point where that just isn't possible anymore okay all right so andy um talking about stubbornness and you know, Sarri's inability to change or maybe someone having to sort of um, impose the change on him. Uh, I think it was Matt Law or Simon Johnson that were tweeting earlier about um, the reason why Sarri hasn't been sacked after the dismal result. Bit of context, people, we are recording this the day after the 2-0 <laughs> loss to Man United and our exit, subsequent exit out of the uh, FA Cup. Um, how he hadn't been fired we, we will talk about the game a little bit and player performances but just while we're on a roll I want to pick up on some stuff so Andy I feel Sorry's appointment um, dictated two objectives one being Chelsea to get back into the Champions League now I feel like this would be the only objective and maybe I don't want to say if he doesn't achieve that he would be shown leniency because but if this was a sort of inverted commas new Chelsea new philosophy new approach to managers then you know I don't expect him having quite the leniency as much as Klopp did but let's just say Champions League qualifications whether that's top four which were one point off or that's a Europa League win which you know one of the favourites regardless um, so these cup, cup exits this that and the other not necessarily a bad thing in terms of his objectives but the second objective and maybe as equal as the first is make your football work at Chelsea we understand we've been doing five or six years of defensive football it's not going to be an easy turnover make your football work this is your objective he keeps saying this is his objective you know I don't want a plan B I'm not here for a plan B my objective is to make this work and two sorry balls credit when it does work well it's very very difficult to beat so Andy do you think the club aren't 
imposing a change on him because the original appointment they're saying no matter what make that work what do you think Andy? I think the club never backed Sari in the first place mm-hmm. um, speaking about players he needed for his system to impose it in the full fashion in the f- in, in every single aspect that Sari ball is mm-hmm. um, so he does play a system with the wrong players and mm-hmm. you can't expect him to change that within the transfer window, but now he had two, and he was kind of backed in one, I would say. like he had, Now with, with Jorginho and um, Higuain at, at this club, you could say, all right, he had two of the, of the uh, players he wanted so terribly. Um, he had gotten them, but on the other hand, there are so many players who are just not suited to play that, that kind of football. Mm. I would say it's the club's fault even more than it is um, Maurizio Sarri's fault. But mm. on the other hand, I have to say it is well beyond um, tactical questions if Maurizio Sarri has to stay here or if he doesn't have to stay here. Because when when I when I watch Chelsea play nowadays, and this has never been the case uh, since I am a Chelsea fan for now 15 years, um, you know, we have never been so weak. We've never been so um, in acceptance of defeat so early in the game. We have never been apathetic. Uh, yeah, giving up so mm. so easily, and um, it is embarrassing to watch, really. Yeah, and I think that is uh, down to a lack of leaders. Okay, you can't make up for that because there's less leaders in the game nowadays. Mm. But what can also, Antonio Conte hasn't had a great bunch of leaders in in that squad, but he himself was just a ludicrous man who was. He was a leader. Yeah, he was a leader outside the pitch, and mm. that's what we're lacking. And mm. uh, Sari can't make make up for it because if I was watching Sari um, leaning around all day on the training pitch and smoking one cigarette after another, I wouldn't be inspired. Mm. That's just the cold honest truth, and. For these players who have issues motivating themselves, I think there is uh, a terrible need for someone in the club. And if it isn't Sari, get some assistant manager in who can actually give them a bollocking when they need yeah, one. Yeah, Zola's too sweet, isn't he? He's like a nice yeah. chap. Yeah. Like, okay, so um, Jimmy, I want to ask you a question, mate. So there's two factors that in this that what Andy was just saying that I want to pick up on. So. There's two approaches or two positive approaches for Chelsea. There's new age, forward thinking, attacking high press football with fast, technical, cultured players, right? And that's kind of looks like what we've been going for. And there's also a team, um, the heart of the team, the leadership. Um, and no one, um, n- no team has demonstrated that better than Chelsea FC throughout, you know, the card Champions League when look at the side leading up to 2010 or it was always like the never die guard and the, it was it I'm reluctant to use the term but the Chelsea DNA um that seems to have completely gone from the squad now. Now they're two different things. I don't know if you could have a hybrid we've tried to do the hybrid before and it didn't work and we reverted to type. But I don't think you can. We can't bring Chelsea DNA in. You can bring like a strong leader in or a centre back. But does this where is this where the academy has to come in? That like we've got Joe Cole at the academy. You know, it were, we had Jody Morris before, so they're putting the right people around the kids. Um, 
is this just another reason to just really bring in these kids and 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 sort of heart splice them with the with the sort of transfers coming in, Jimmy? How how do you feel about that and everything I've just sort of said? Well, at the moment I feel shit about it because it's, it's not going to happen. You know, I'm not even going to say at the moment because this has been a permanent uh, situation for a long time now. The only thing is that it's now catching up with us because that old guard, that spine that we had, you know, that was without a doubt the best we've ever had. You know, we we had leaders in there. I mean, every play on that field was a leader. Mm. Uh, you had multiple captains of national teams playing there, you know, like Balak, Cassien, Drogba, um, JT John Perry. But... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've, you've got all of those players in there. And nowadays, who have you got? You know, it's, 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 it's a very, very stark contrast. <laughs> so you've got who just frowns a lot. Well, you know, the thing is, with Azpilicueta, I think he is trying his best, but his best uh, on a squad level, you know, he can't, he's a right back. He can't contemplate, con- Compensate, sorry, compensate, compensate for yeah. um, all the other crap that's going on. No, and yeah. I'll agree actually with someone, I can't remember who said it on, I think it was again on 100% Chelsea, that for example, William, you know, he's not a leader. He's nothing, he's nothing like a leader, but mm. he can't do anything against sorry subbing him on. You know, if I'm a player, you know, it's not his fault for getting subbed on as much as I don't like William. It's the same with Zappa Costa. People giving him grief yesterday after the game. Those were the people that, for example, were slagging off sorry but uh not slagging off sorry but slagging off the player what 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 how's this sapacosta's fault no yeah and exactly that's the kind of whataboutism that's going around in this club and deterring from the fact which is the actual problem and that's what you addressed namely that we're not playing the youth and it's goes from top to bottom as jody morris said in that interview last year was it? i think it was last year it was already two years ago whatever point being uh, that you know that no coach has the inclination to actually watch this youth team. You know, none of them do. I mean, if he doesn't have to go because, you know, oh, my job's uh, under fire permanently, this is a hot seat, and he doesn't even go and watch the youth players, how is he supposed to mm. bring them through the ranks? You know, you can't blame not. him. You can't blame him for that. But, you know, the thing is, we are not. If you look at Spurs, for example, that you don't spend much money, so they have to resort to youth. Yeah, because right? they've also got a coach that know he's going to be there for as long as he wants. Yeah, they've got the same with Liverpool. You know, they mm. they for a time they weren't using that much money. I mean, they have in the recent in the past few uh, transfer windows, but they didn't spend too much, so they tried to use youth. And it's the case with lots of other Premier League clubs that, of course, not up to stand uh, Chelsea standard, mm. but. It's only at Chelsea that we're not using money or funds that we should be, but also not promoting youth. Mm. And of course, that leads to a situation which is dire because then you have an aging squad. The squad doesn't have to work too much because they know, for example, Marcus Lonzo, Pedro, William, even Eden Hazard, let's be honest. Mm. They don't really have to do anything because they're going to play next week no matter what. Mm. So... It's and this is actually trickling down to the newer players like Antonio Rudiger. Yeah, for example, who are now also thinking, well, why should I try? It doesn't matter. I'm just going to play next week anyway. Mm. And no, you can actually. I'm going to end it with this. You can actually see with Gonzalo Higuain, who's still trying, 
mm. that that I, I bet with you in course of this this the rest of this campaign it's going to start trickling down to him as well okay you're going to start thinking oh what's the point anyway because that's the mentality that's being instilled at this club yeah, toxicity at the moment with all of that not using youth you know not giving the manager time always the same crap and you know, it, it starts as well by not utilizing youth and that not using Hudson Odoi yesterday instead of uh, Zappa Costa. That was the last straw for I think many Chelsea oh, fans, yeah. including myself. Okay, well, but I, I want to wrap up part one because I do want to talk about Sorry a little bit more in part two, but, but I want to end with a yes no question for you because Nizar Kinsella tweeted um, yesterday watching the game. And I do get this a lot of the time how the players look like they're trying, they just look like they've forgotten how to play football. Um, whether that's an overload of information from Sari or it's a confidence thing because, you know, tracking the runners and basics, basics went out the window. But before I end this part, Andy first, yes, no, are the players still playing for Sari and his philosophy? Uh, after the last game against Manchester United, yes. Okay, yes. So. Yeah, uh, okay, and Jimmy? Um, I think... I don't think so. So you have to be a yes. You have to be a yes. No, you got. You got yeah. to give me a button. No, no, no. Just let me say this. I say no. They're not playing for the manager, but they've got the practice to make it look as if they are. Interesting. All right. Okay. That's that's part one. In part two, we're gonna get feisty with some managerial names and potential outcomes. Welcome back to Yannick on Chelsea. I'm still here with Jimmy and Andy. Right. So we've been talking about. Uh, philosophy, sorry, stubbornness, youth, Chelsea DNA, and directors of football. All that good, fun stuff. Um, okay, so guys, let's just talk theoretically for a little bit. If, okay, so if things don't go well for sorry these next couple of games, all the theory about the, the revolution, the long, the short-termism ending, and attacking football and everything, that might go out the window and he might get canned. He, I think he'll be the, the cheapest, um, maybe the cheapest contract termination of the um, Roman era, I'm not sure, something like that. Certainly won't be a lot of money. <clears throat> but um, that might happen. I mean, I'm going, I'm going to the cup final on Sunday, so <laughs> I am not confident. <laughs> the last cup final I went to was the Conte's first and I was so confident. So the fact how maybe I'm not confident at all, maybe that will be some, like, weird um, reverse curse and we might win 3-0 against City but let's be real I'm sure you boys aren't as, as confident as I am when it comes to that but just before I get your boys take on something if he does get canned um, there's no interim manager that can sort of take over unless it's literally like a Zola or um, I don't know or a Joe Cole or something just to literally play a different formation and try and tighten things up but in terms of other names, I want to get your your uh, chap's opinions on it because Zidane's been one floating around, and like I love Zidane, I think he's the coolest guy in football. But I've been tweeting about this uh, the last couple of days how I think he's really cool, great how he's you know he's an amazing player and he won an unprecedented three Champions Leagues in a row, but he's never had to build a team ever. The Real Madrid squad he had is was absolutely world class. Couldn't be the uh, more of the other side of the spectrum than this current Chelsea squad. So and you know he's never built a team, and also he doesn't speak English. So I actually think it would be a bit of a disaster appointment. But the one benefit for me is if if Zidane comes and signs a three year contract at Chelsea, I'm pretty sure Hazard would sign a five year deal. 
Um, Andy, what do you think about potential suitors? Um, Two-part question, Andy. If he loses the next couple of games, including the final, or has, you know, just gets past Malmo but loses to Spurs and loses in the final, does he get canned? Do you see an interim coming in? And what would you say, see as a replacement for Sarri? Well, um, in my opinion, and I've heard it from many sources, that the club will actually take matters once it doesn't look like we're making Champions League football. So if we lose the Wait next... Wait till it's too late. <laughs> one or two, nah, maybe. Mm. But if we lose the one or two next um, league games and uh, we're not going to be checked out of, of the Europa League, surely. But I think... If it does look like it all goes down the drain and if he loses the dressing room, which Jimmy considers that he already had, mm. um, then um, the club will say, all right, uh, we have to secure somehow Champions League football for the next season and Sari is not suited to do so. So we're going to bring someone else in. Who would that be? I think realistically it would just be Sola till the end of the season which mm. I don't consider a good option. No. Uh, in my opinion, I would bring someone in who has at least a little bit of Premier League experience, maybe someone who has to prove himself. Sam after Allardyce. Maybe... No, not <laughs> Sam Allardyce. Fuck off, yeah. Well, fuck <laughs> off and fuck off more when you're fucked off. <laughs> oh, no, go, I, go on, I, I would consider Slavisa Jokanovic. Woo! Maybe. He, he, would, he, he has to prove uh, himself after he had a terrible start to the season that Fulham and got sacked there so maybe he's if, if he's still in West London I would I would take him to the end of the season and, that's um, interesting what if he does well yeah. though I'd be terrified as a permanent appointment what if he finishes third and gets to the semi-final of the Europa League or something mm-hmm. do we hire Jokanovic <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it would be fine. I mean, you have to you have to do anything to get successful. So if if he's the one who can make it successful, I don't care about the name or oh. uh, any any trophies he has won. It's attacking uh, while football, he's the manager. It, so. So, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm not in favour of that argument because at the end of the day, it was my argument for Sari in the summer that mm. um, you don't don't care if he has anything uh, on his record of winning trophies and all that. If he plays fo- good football and if he provides us with a new identity, I'm happy for him to have a long spell at Chelsea Football Club. Um, now that he's not successful, it is just a question that he isn't successful, but not that he hasn't won anything. I would never use it as an argument against anyone. Mm, okay. Um, Jimmy, same question in relation to will he get canned if a couple of bad results you'd probably say yes do you think it'll be an interim and what do you think about potential suitors let me just start by saying this I don't agree with you that um, if uh, Zidane comes in Hazard staying I think that's a myth I do I I know he wanted to play under Zidane at Real Madrid but he if he wants to leave Chelsea then he wants to leave Chelsea not because Zidane's here and he's already reiterated this in interviews. You know, it's not because no, of Zidane that, that he wants yeah. to go to, to Real Madrid. And also, let's face it, Hazard will know better than anyone else of the shit show that's currently taking place at Chelsea Football Club. And even if Zidane comes in, what realistically is going to change? So, well, yeah, probably Zidane <laughs> will get would get would get 
sacked after a year anyway, and then he's on a new long-term contract. <laughs> yeah, that's that true. That's that, true. That's true. Gone, you know, it makes no sense because Be- before, would, before, this is the last contract, you know, that, this is realistically the last big contract Hazard's going to get. Well, if he, yeah, if he sees out more than a couple of years of it, then that's that's true. But okay, so just just to pick up on that Zidane that Zidane thing, uh, granted, it's not a given. That I'm just pretty sure because we know he's settled at Chelsea and we know he's happy at Chelsea, but he has it is his idol. Like he said, it is a dream to play under him. He's my idol. He's my favourite footballer of all time. I am pretty happy at Chelsea. No, 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 no. If we if we secure top four Champions League football, Vinicius Junior's playing a lot more at Real Madrid, and he's going to look like to secure that spot from now sort of onwards. He's going to try. Then Hazard's going to reassess, maybe, and be like, oh, but, you know, what's the tipping point? Zidane is managing Chelsea now. I think if a lot of factors come together, it could be a tipping point. That's all I'm saying. Rather than a certain team, I feel like it could be the straw that breaks the hand that signs the paper. <laughs> Best analogy ever. Interesting but, analogy, yeah. Thank but, you. Yeah, yeah. But go, but go, go on, mate. I want to get your thoughts yeah, on that, other like potential interims or other coaches. Do you think there's anyone else? Well, I really, 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 really hate to say this, but I do think that Leonard Slutsky seems like a very uh, possible option because he's cheap, really cheap. He knows Roman. We know that. Besties. Roman and him are really, really, you know, on uh, friendship terms besties one could say yeah sure Mm. so it does seem possible and i think if this team hasn't got any respect uh for jose Mourinho, antonio conte and marito sorry how the actual fuck does anyone believe they'll have any respect for leonard leonard slutsky or slutsky whatever the fuck his name is so he may yeah, whatever. Mm. Anyway, um, it makes no sense. It, it makes no sense, and he's proven nothing. And I think he won the Russian title, lovely, but you know that's just not enough. He, ma- he failed at Hull, didn't he, in the championship last? Spectacularly, he was, and yeah. he also failed at Vitesse. Um, so, you know, getting him in would be a grave mistake, and that's why I do believe it would make sense because he's Russian, not only because of Roman Abramovich being Russian, but also because Marina Granovskaya gets along really well with Russians. So, um, you know, it, it seems a given. Goose Hiddink already said he wouldn't come in back again uh, when he was here the second time. And let's face it, we don't want him to come back anyway. Get him on the moped. Uh, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. No, please. No, 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 no. no. I don't even want to joke about him yeah, because that's it, awful. It's, it's just awful. And, um, Laurent Blanc, possible. I mean, he's been uh, talked about so often in the past before Sorry signed, but it's kind of a, I think, tactics to uh, mention his name. I can't imagine he'd be uh, really so considered. inspiring, man. Do you know what I mean? This is, this is, these names could have been floated around before. They were floated around before. You know, Lewis and, I was buzzed. The two players, players, excuse me, the two managers I wanted most to come to Chelsea towards the end game when we knew Sari was out was probably uh, Jardim and Sari. Um, right. Because Sari, is the ho- he was the hottest thing in attacking football in Europe at the time. I know Pep just did the Centurions thing in the Premier League, but they were quite... Um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't... The Sari ball was a sort of... Not an anomaly, but they, it was one way of playing. And 
to to pick up on this, I'll bring Andy in just a second. But um, I I was who was it? I was I was chatting. I was using the example of Pep Guardiola coming to England, saying, you know, they say my football can't work in England. They say my football can't work. I'll make it work, and he made it work. And I was I was saying that, and I was I think I was chatting to Joe Tweedy about it, and he says, well, no, sorry, and Pep did make loads of changes, and I actually responded to that with the first thing that came to my mind because rem- I remember when Pep first came to Manchester City the first thing he did granted they were shit fullbacks but he inverted his fullbacks to make them play on the inside and it didn't work because he wanted to do what he was doing at Barcelona and if you look at the way City play now it's super wide classic winger play it's actually cutbacks and crosses and you know stuff like that and he basically changed to fit what would work in the league but still have the Guardiola pace and style that looks like so the ad- ad- adaptation was there um it doesn't look like it's there with Sari. I digress slightly, but um, I it, I did want Sari because that that was the exciting, sexy sort of appointment. With Jardim, he built a team. He built a team. He, he won Ligue 1 in, you know, when PSG were absolutely flying and he won, won it with a bunch of kids and he just looked like he was decent. It wasn't my favourite, but in terms of like... And then obviously there was Luis Enrique who wanted crazy wages, but... For me, I look at Luis Enrique the same way I look at Zidane in terms of appointments. Like, yeah, you won the treble and, you know, you won with this great team and you want loads of wages, but I personally feel like you're not the genius that Pep Guardiola is and you'd get eaten in the Premier League. But, um... So, Andy, let's talk about adaptation. Um, it does look like Sorry won't change, like Pep actually did upon reflection. And maybe whether he's instructed to or not. Um, do you think the the early spell of us winning and going on this amazing run, was that sorry ball working, or was that just fast passing with Hazard being in good form? Um, phew, good question. Mm. Um, I think, um, on one hand, it was more sorry ball than we play now, because we actually pressed, which we mm. does do for some reason for the last... God knows how long, two months mm. at least. Mm. I think the Manchester City game, the first one where we won 2 0 at the Stamford Bridge, uh, was the last game we've really pressed. And up from that, I don't know what happened. Mm. Uh, and we actually didn't hold on as long to the ball, I think. Um, I haven't got the statistics. Yeah, in we, mind. we did. They had the lion's share of possession at Stamford Bridge, which yeah, was yeah. the first. And, yeah, but I, I think. Uh, also, uh, Jorginho makes, I think, 20 or 30 less passes since then. Mm. Um, it's really a sig- significant number if you know uh, what important role he plays in the Sarri ball system. Mm. So it's not Sarri ball we're playing at the moment. No. I don't know why, because uh, after half a year, we was promised that we would play Sarri ball. Yeah. Um, so I actually think maybe the players are, on one hand, too stupid, or on the other hand maybe just not willing to play the system. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, it, it, was it, was it sorry, Bo? Adaptation, or, or, yeah, yeah, adaptation. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I wanted to say, I think, was that uh, sorry, Bo, once it works, we was always promised, or I was at least in, mm. in, in that mindset, once it works, it will be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, when I watch Manchester City or all the other teams that are successful in that league, they play three systems across one game. Mm. And they change it while playing, mm-hmm. and they, they they're bringing massive insecurity 
to to their opponents because they don't know how to adapt to yeah, it. Yeah. Once playing in fullbacks, once they are overlapping, and they just just can't help the situation. With mm. Sarri, it is, it, it is easy. Mark Jorginho out of the play, um, man mark uh, Eden Hazard, and basically you have secured. Bam, bam. Your... Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just just to pick up on that, um, and I'll, I'll bring Jimmy in. The idea. I mean, I've heard Italian analysts and pundits on different footballing shows talk about it. If Sarri ball works properly, a hundred percent, it's not as easy. It's almost unstoppable because it's like a sort of it's like a, almost like a footballing algorithm uh, on the pitch that wins. Um, but it, it just seems too far fetched in t- for it to be working in a, this league with this players with that amount of time maybe that amount of pressure and the fans being impatient, you know, instant gratification Chelsea fans that we've turned into over the last 20 years, that leads you to start chanting, fuck, sorry, ball, um, <laughs> you know, in, in Stamford Bridge. It, it's If it works, I'd concede that if it works to its full potential, it's it's amazing. And that's why they're probably covered saying, make it work, make it work at all costs, make it work. What do you, what do you think, Jimmy? Do you think, do you think, if he had the right players, so picking up on what Andy said, if he did have the right players for the system and and had a bit more time in front of him, do you think he could coach it to that point where he wouldn't need the tax- tactical flexibility of a Guardiola? He could just drill his side so well that they could beat their opponents with their absolutely ninja Tibetan monk level mastered system. What do you think? Yes. Instant, yeah. yes. Yes, I do believe so. I think if he'd have the same players uh, he had at Napoli um, play in, in England, mm. then maybe, you know, they'd also have their uh, problems acclimatizing at the beginning. But, you know, we wouldn't have such dire performances that we're having. The This team has been indoctrinated with defensive football for over half a decade. Um, it's won them a lot, no mm. question about it. But... Um, a lot of those players are already, you know, in the prime, uh, past the prime, and they just are reluctant to change things. I think they were at the start, especially in Hazard, because he, um, you know, he was always saying he wants to play a more attacking brand of football. Mm. Um, and I think they still do want that. Mm. I think which player doesn't want to do that? You know, mm. let's be honest here. And uh, the thing is, I think it's just Maurizio Sarri's completely different way of handling things and coaching is putting people off because he wants total control of what happens on the field and he wants them to actually play 100% uh, the whole game while you know a lot of our players like to just um, stroll on the pitch for a while after having an attack you know William likes to jog back Marcus Alonso likes to jog back Eden Hazard likes to walk around the pitch a lot as well Mm. Um, Morata did that a lot as well um and it's just a completely different way of playing. If yeah. we'd have the the players from Napoli, I'm actually 100% sure that things wouldn't be looking as dire. Even if we would still be, you know, just about in the hunt for top four, there one can really say, okay, we saw that it would work. It worked in Italy. Mm. It can work here. He he has the potential, and the players were playing for him. You know, there was no doubt from the start to finish there was never a doubt in his system and that's actually what uh, former players of his have said you know they never yeah. doubted the system they always knew if we play to how he wants us to play then we can win this yes, and yeah. 
you know, mentality-wise, I know they they faltered then at the end of the Serie A season last uh, year, and they yeah, had ninety-one points uh, though. Fucking but yeah. that that was that had different reasons. You know, Ju- mm. Juventus is just a juggernaut. It's a monolithic entity in Italy, and that's not easy. That's not the case in it in England. No. And in Europe, sorry, just was afforded by Napoli to have a different mindset. He could just say, "Well, I don't give a care." You know, I don't care about the Europa League, and he could get away. He could get away with it for you know competing in regard to domestic titles while at Chelsea that's not the case you know you have to compete on all fronts they want to do that which is good you know we want that but um, of course then his non-rotation policy comes to bite him in the arse and that's the problem so yeah I, I, I think he'd be much better suited if we would have funded him more because let's and I want to say this to you both and I want to hear your opinion on this how can we really no, okay, no, let me start this differently. We Criticism is definitely uh, okay at this point regarding mm. in-game management and team selection. Mm. But people like to forget that we only bought him one outfield player. One. That goalkeeper was going to happen anyway because Courtois was gone, no mm. matter which uh, coach was going to come in or if we would stay with Conte. Yeah. Who loaned these signings? One outfield signing, and people say he was backed by the board. How? Okay. Look, well, there's a lot to to pick up there. I agree with you, by the way, Jimmy. I feel like this system could work in England, um, as it could work in anywhere. And there is of there is obvious differences between the Napoli side and the Chelsea side. One being, yeah, Chelsea can keep possession and we can pass quickly, but players aren't attacking the space. So we that he Sar, you know, Sar has come out and said that a few times. Players aren't running into space to receive the ball. We're all like, in positions. It's the free balls that move away on the defence and then you can pass it into the goal. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I think also you're right about the funding and the backing and stuff, but I feel like Sari would have... He was happy... Napoli was a good gig for him. I feel like he looked at Chelsea and he probably thought he could do something with it. I don't feel like he was like, yep, I'll come, but you better buy me a shitload of players. He said, look, get me get me um, Jorginho to put in the middle... You got a lot of talent there. I feel like I can make the roles. I feel, I feel like he he, d- he didn't feel like he'd come on the condition. I feel like things have just got more difficult, and you know, like I said, the players aren't running into space. But um, what what do you think, Andy? Do you think he was backed appropriately, or do you feel like he right. feel, do you think he will, he he will feel cheated, or do you think he's just like shit? This hasn't gone right. No, he's he's a yes man, so he won't complain. Yeah, but I've I've said it before. I think. Uh, he has never been backed, but will he ever be backed? And I think the answer is no. So we can't be holding on to a manager just because the board is so stupid and they are so bad people. Mm. And that's why. And for that reason, I'm sorry. In no, that's not how it works, unfortunately. Mm. And sorry is not. I think for for the circumstances he has to manage in, he's not the right manager. Sorry. Clean. Okay. So um, another thing that I want to talk to you guys about. In terms of continuing with the not going defensive, not getting a Simeone in if it does go wrong with Sarri, I want I want Chelsea to play a four three three. Um, whether it's a tactically flexible one or whatever, like we play a diamond or we do this, like what how Man United beat us. Um, I want to play a four three three, but in every four three three, it just, it just looks like it's not going to work with um with Kante um certainly playing as a pivot. And uh, 
he's not he's not you know he doesn't play like Fernandinho and he's well for and for people to no one will stop critiquing him playing in you know, inverted commas out of position because he is the best at what he does in terms of sweeping up um, being a Roma sitting in front of the back four and having players in front of him or whatever and allowed to just go and break up play like he did at Leicester Khan Chelsea and even though it was a four three three kind of in France if you look at how they sort of played. Um, he was basically sort of sitting in the two a lot of the time with uh, Pogba and Matuidi was going forward and stuff. So that's what he does best. I feel like if Chelsea to play as 4-3-3, unless, I mean, Kante might get better at this role and maybe he has scored a few goals and assists. But part of me does think someone, if a PSG came to buy um, Kante to play him in a two or someone came, we, he just signed a contract. We could probably sell Kante for like 180 million and buy in an attacking mid who suits the 4-3-3 better and scores goals and stuff. And that I actually make, like hurts me to say that because I've such a sweet, humble man. Like, that's such a good player. He's so good. He's so... He's the opposite of an ego, the opposite of a diva. He'll work hard every single day and that's worth its weight in gold and any, just in itself with players these days. Um, obviously he's not a big hard leader which we were talking about but you can afford to as long as you've got someone that will work hard for the team and train really hard every day that you mix those with leaders and you'll be you'll be killing it um, Jimmy what do you think about Kante do you, do you want because he has to start he has to be in a top class 11 somewhere in the world do you think he if we should stay over 4-3-3 three, three, uh, do you think he has to be in our 11 no matter what how do you feel about that? Um, I'm going to make this short. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think it should be sold because if we're going to sack Sarri and we get in a completely different coach, which would, you know, um, more or less uh, make it possible for him to play mm. in that system, then we'd be making a huge mistake. And because of the short-termism that we have at the club and there's been no plan for the future... Mm. We can't sell a player as important as Kante because we don't know if we'll need him in a minute. You know, in a in a few months, it's 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 ridiculous. So yeah, I'm, I only say, no. Yeah, no. Okay, I get. It. I mean, I say it, Andy, because he'd be worth so much money in terms of maybe a player that doesn't fit the present footballing philosophy. Um, would you Would you ever consider, um, so, you know, selling Kante, or do you think he's just too good to lose, regardless to maybe not fitting systems and philosophies? Um, I think with how uh, safe the chop of Maurizio Sarri is, we should never consider that because mm. okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on, sorry. Play uh, and and is going to play under three different uh, Chelsea managers in the future. So mm. uh, if if <laughs> it went, if it went really well for Sarri or like promising for Sarri, like yeah, this could work for three years. Would you think then? Okay, maybe sell Kante I don't know because he is doing a little bit under Sari, but I guess the, the scope of the problems goes beyond Kante I'm just thinking it for you as well do you want to persist with a 4-3-3 moving forwards with Chelsea in the Premier League well has Sari anything else in his locker yeah but um, not just Sari, like the next coach and just looking at you know how City and Liverpool play depends, on the, players. depends on the players I would never um, invite any f- different kind of formation tactics if it isn't right for the players because mm. you, have, you have two different approaches once you uh, one approach would be um, make a system for the players or buy Antonio the, Conte the tailor 
Yeah. So you have to make a system for the players we have because long-term contracts, big wages. You want to, uh, you want players to stay. Um, Kante, Hazard, especially. So Mm. uh, we have to shoehorn Eden Hazard into a system, and it does also make sense because if if, uh, Hazard plays good, Chelsea plays good. That's the way it is. Yeah. Um, And that's the way it will always be Um, until maybe the summer when Hazard leaves. Yeah, and then, we, um, and then that that would actually be the the one scenario where I can say, well, uh, find a different formation and then buy the right players because mm. on one hand you have the funds and you have the opportunity because Eden Hazard Eden Hazard will be gone if well, it is the case. A point on reflection actually, it just shows you how different our last two appointments have been with Sari being completely sorry and Conte being stubborn for different reasons but Conte was the tailor he looked at what he got he said I'm a tailor I build a suit around the players that fits nicely to win and sorry couldn't be more different than that um but guys it's not a long pod today I do want to wrap it up um it was quite good in us talking about more the footballing philosophies the players and coaches because that's what I wanted to talk about I didn't really want to talk about the previous games or the upcoming games (laughs) I certainly don't want to fucking talk about the final but um you guys, or to to my listeners, you've probably heard these guys before. I've done a lot of um, collabs with them before. They're from a podcast called The Attacking 2. Uh, Jimmy, do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about where to find your pod and what you guys do? Yeah, no, you can find us on Twitter under at Attacking2Pod. Um, we are a podcast that's been on since uh, last September. Uh, we concentrate on everything Chelsea, as is the case, of course, with you, Yannick, um, mm. we would be very much appreciative if you'd come and follow us, listen to a few of our videos. We still have, of course, if you do like listening to all older podcast episodes, um, the collabs between Yannick and us during mm. the transfer window in January. And we always uh, release our newest episodes on a Tuesday while we record on the Monday, latest one being with Eunice, uh, from Chelsea Twitter, who I'm sure many know, mm, uh, great he's guy, a and yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. No, it's always great to talk about Chelsea, as is the case here. So we would be very much uh, appreciating it if you'd go and give us a follow and a positive de- a review on iTunes. <laughs> Got it all in there. Check them out. Anything you want to add, Andy, to that? Well, uh, we are present on Twitter as well, so give us uh, a subscription. No, a subscription. Follow us there and subscribe. Andy's a pro on Twitter, as you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thank you for coming on. Well, there you have it, guys. Talked about all the stuff that's going on at Chelsea. Um, I didn't want to talk too much about the games today because it wasn't a normal scenario for the podcast to have a normal format, review, preview all that i wanted to talk about the issues and not be too dismal but just be sort of clinical and realistic and i think we nearly achieved that in conversation today uh, hopefully you guys found it interesting um thanks for joining me again on the pod if um if you do enjoy it feel free to tell your mates about yannick on chelsea spread the word to try and support me because it, it helps man i mean i'm trying to i'm trying to expand my listenership and um you guys are the ones to help me if you want to if not if you just want to keep keep me all to yourself that's a bit weird, but it's okay too. <laughs> Things are going to get better, ladies and gentlemen. It might get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. Now, guys, up the chills. 
always keep the blue flag flying high, no matter what. Carefree, wherever you may be, I'll see you later.